0: DJ, you finally watched Wonder Woman '84.
1: Huh? I did. The uh, second most uh, chaotic uh, watch DC related. I, I think art's reflected in uh, reality nowadays. I think people were wishing. you a lot of wishing stone action with today's events. So I was so hyped on that. Um, partially because this year sucked. Part of the coup of the No better No. Better. Of
0: the Capital 2 or the... I certainly the... wasn't hyped in a positive way towards that. I was maybe hyped in response to it just uh, out of how crazy it was
1: today. Cause, uh, uh, definitely, definitely made working during afternoon a little. Not my most productive afterwards, but it's... Yeah,
0: tough. But nonetheless, I for Wonder Woman, I really liked the first one. I thought the first one was really good. I've yeah. not enjoyed the DC movies like most, I feel. Uh, was not a huge fan of most of them. Haven't even seen Justice League. Haven't seen Aquaman. Haven't seen Batman versus Superman. But Wonder Woman was good. And um, so I was pretty hyped for this one. And excited to watch it on Christmas Day. And I will say that I still had fun. I still had fun watching it. It just oh, was
1: not, it- It was not a very good movie. It was entertainingly bad. It was a different kind of bad movie that I wasn't expecting DC to, to step up to the plate and provide. But um, I do my only sentiment around the movie, like when it knowing it was going to be on HBO was I was a little, because it was definitely something that had we been able to go to theaters, I would have paid to see it in theaters. I thought, I felt like it, the experience in the theaters would have been great for what I thought the movie was going to be having now seen it. I am extremely glad that I did not pay anything for it um, because I would have been really upset. Also not knowing it was two and a half hours. Knowing that then when I clicked to a watch, it, I was like, Oh, we're going to have to break this up into two parts. This is not a, this was a Sunday. I just started watching it Sunday morning, then stopped watching it an hour. Did a Costco run, got me a, the literally the largest breakfast burrito I've ever. I did not eat even the breakfast burrito all in one sitting. From Costco? No, I got it from uh, the uh, a, a, the a local legend uh, known as the um, Abelardos? No, this was big. <laughs> this is burrito is bigger than Abelardos. Shout out to Des Moines' finest. Uh, establishment, um, but a similar local legend um, here in the, uh, the streets of, of Chicago. Um, we have a, there was a guy referred to as the Molly guy who was um, his own one man business, but he would frequent all of the Chicago bars and just had a red cooler. So he would drive bar to bar and show up do a circuit kind of around Lakeview, some in Bucktown area. Um and uh (laughs) it's a good tweet. Good shout out, shout out good buddy Nick Rogers for that tweet. We saw it, man. If you're listening, Nick, audio like (laughs) (laughs) yeah, baby. Um so the uh tamale guy, so he would literally just stop by bars, bars would let him in. It's like a cash transaction, you just buy like a Ziploc bag of tamales. Wow. Dude, that's what's
0: up. I uh my so I know I'm interrupting you no, but neighbor growing up across the street from us um they the we hung out with the the kid and the family more than anything but his mom would bring over homemade tamales
1: and so is like uh oh, just fire i had right yeah i had i had some leftovers here had them for lunch today excellent lunch um but yeah so his the herb kind of legend around it wrapped quickly it was but he would do this um and then this year he decided to um open a restaurant and ended up still he was like tough tough year to open a restaurant yeah, but it, I think they're doing, oh, I mean, but his business, I mean, as being like a takeout sort of oriented, I think it serves is, well. Yeah. And they weren't going, like at one point they were going to do it in the suburbs. And then like, luckily it's in Chicago, but I had not actually gone there since they opened it. Um, and he had like medical bill, like he got COVID, was in the hospital, like not doing well. So there was big. And then a brewery made a beer for him and like raised a bunch oh. of money for him and stuff. Um, no, he's that's bo- great. A, a beloved Chicago figure um, by all, but I finally stopped there. But I got some tamales and also got a breakfast burrito. And I was, I feel like the rule of burritos is like when you're buying a burrito, you have to you know one of the two things. It's either gonna be like too small or it's gonna be ginormous. And I I took the gamble of like. Well, in case this is too small, I've got tamales to eat. But if this is too big, I can break this up. So, Sunday's theme was like breaking up large things. Breakfast burrito. <laughs> well, I would like to say I I Wonder Woman very smart strategy. Yeah.
0: I'm I very much so way on the side of like let's just get too much here and I'll have lunch for tomorrow
1: if that's the way I'm going. And tamales like, are yeah. super easy to re- yeah, I mean it was like yeah, it was those are like
0: yeah, those are burritos. Yeah.
1: Breakfast burrito next day. So I had the back to backpack days that was lovely
0: yeah sign me up but anyway wonder woman 84 not good uh, the worst Dad part Grace. of my sunday and that included um, a
1: bears game against the Packers.
0: chris and wig still liked her performance i will say i enjoyed the scenes with her in it uh you know spoiler alert from this point on when she yeah. turns into a cat that's where you lost me when also, the
1: cat, she turns into literally one of the cats from the movie cats which by the way i watched that over the last that's not weeks. something i'm going to touch ever
0: that you and i can take that i will i've got some ideas on how to make that an enjoyable experience for you but anyway um it involves that
1: is- marijuana <laughs> and i <laughs> no. still don't
0: think it would be okay well we'll agree to disagree i suppose <laughs> anyway yeah uh Yeah, uh, when you like the Wonder Woman being able to fly really kind of threw me off. That kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Wonder Woman being able to lasso lightning and just flying throughout the sky. Uh, the, the whole wishing concept and the dependency on that made no sense. Um, the boyfriend coming back and some other dude's body. All right. That I was, yeah, that was a, just seemed like we could have picked a different, like the villain choice, I think dry and what they bring to the table drives a superhero movie. So much, you look at like Avengers uh, age of Ultron. And I think the primary downfall of that movie was what you get out of the villain. And on the, on the flip side, if you get uh, an amazing villain and most, superhero movies i've found them pretty good most of the time uh, and wow uh i thought that um pedro uh who i'm blanking on his last name pedro uh, pascal who is a beloved got mandalorian figure and i can't think of a major role i've seen in him in like a big movie but was happy to see him in this but i was like and I actually thought that he did a good job. It's just, it didn't make sense.
1: He was really trying to sell the hell out of his role. And like, not in like a, over the, like I think was legitimately trying to, given what he was working with, do his best. Um, I, yeah, there was just, no, the first hour of the movie, I literally, when I stopped and, and did my little run of, I just was like, what are, what has happened other than, just meaningless events there was so oddly just placed things and everything and there was like no action in the movie whatsoever nothing like there's two action scenes and they're spaced out the two the spacing of between the first action scene at the beginning of the movie and the next one is there's like a good hour plus in there of time of just nothingness um did not yeah from the context of the time traveling stone no idea no idea what that is
0: yep uh i still would recommend
1: it's worth if watching you haven't once, seen it it's, yeah give as it long as minute. you have hbo max or borrow someone else's hbo max um quotes cool. use your own hbo max uh so yeah, you know, however you can do that, do it that way, but do not pay money for it. Does
0: anyone even have their own HBO Max subscription?
1: I I, I don't know. Even. I do definitely <laughs> sure. have my own okay. login information there. But I yeah, what a I just felt the pressure because I realized that they were only gonna be on there till the 26. I was like, I don't wanna be procrastinating around and not seeing this, but break it up in chunks, yeah do some intermission work i don't know I, I, it's 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 something it's it's worth watching one so because it is like on a, a very odd scale like entertaining in a, in a new bad way of like oh they really they really chose a different way to make this thing bad at least dc wasn't going around the approach of like we're going to make this same bad dc movie the same way no we're going to do it just a little bit different it's going to have a really um forced like girl power vibe to it mixed in with a really like odd (laughs) odd odd device and then like, i mean for the the third spoiler here like for the very end, just be like everything goes back, <laughs> like nothing, like there's no stakes, there's not it's just, just um I think in context, what I, I i realized and where I was I found it interesting of like so yeah, the first Wonder Woman, like timeline of sequence of I think Hollywood just not able to do anything with this is like the idea of bouncing out of order just in how they make a movie because you have the Wonder Woman in World War One, then her next appearance is in uh, Justice League, and now in 1984. Absentively, they're backtracking to fill in some of that gap. So they were just trying to keep something succinct into one story without anything that would have they'd have to carry forward, and, and by doing so, just made a very meh movie,
0: not great. Let's
1: talk about basketball now. So we are. First off, which defense is worse in Washington, the Wizards or those securing the nation's capital? Go.
0: I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say those defending our nation's
1: capital. I would agree. It's close. I would agree. It's close. Wizards, not so great. In the Wizards defense, they're working under a, uh, salary cap the u.s defense government fortunately uh has a pretty much unlimited cap and that yeah i mean they still have a budget but you would think that given the budget they've got they would have done a better job
0: anyway uh (laughs) let's talk about steph curry a little bit because it seems like the warriors and steph have been ascending over the last week or so they are now
1: sitting at four and three go ahead well, I was going to say, are they? I don't know if they're ascending. I think they are – I feel, though, people are – and this is both ends of it with the Warriors in particular this year. Through, Mind you, we are recording. There's been two weeks of basketball played, and people are thirsty to just launch a take. And the Warriors, I feel like, have been the center of a lot of this because before this game – they Steph was getting a ton of criticism mainly on Twitter. I do not think anyone actually in basketball was like, Oh, Steph cherry trash, like false, like every two time MVP, three time NBA champion, ah, overrated. We, we hyped him up too, too much. Um, coming from, a resident LeBron James lover, uh, Would not trash Steph Curry's resume or his, um, the the favorite word of Twitter, his legacy. But that's one of the greatest.
0: He's like a, he's the greatest shooter of all time and he's the top 20 player of all time.
1: But it's very fast, almost
0: assuredly, right? Yeah.
1: But it's just, there was a decision made that we're going to argue about this. All like every game Steph has played thus far this season been like in one way or another. He goes and drops 62. Which was an incredible game uh, in Portland. You know, yeah, against the group team. Rough week for the, my my Trailblazer stock. A losing the Steph after dropping sixty two on the Trailblazers, and then last night Trailblazers blowing a twenty point lead in the second half to to my Bulls. Um, so tough week for the Blazers and just Blaze Nation, but to the Steph point and like where I was getting with the Warriors thing is it's like, yeah, they're, they're not the same warriors. We all kind of knew that. And at the same time, they should be given more than two weeks to kind of figure this out. And everything else is Steph Curry can make every shot he takes, but he can't make Andrew Wiggins or Kelly Ubre make a bucket. We're both shooting. Ubre has been terrible. Oubre is shooting like 4%, whatever. Wiggins has not been shooting well either like those everyone thought like this could work if those guys found their role on this and those two have not fit in yet with well the other
0: thing too is that they they're defensively uh I mean before they had to and Draymond was out they were forced to start Pascal yeah and they they now have Draymond back in the starting lineup who statistically isn't going to do much for you but it's a good defensive player and can still provide some playmaking and kind of ties everything together they've looked much better with him but yeah it turns out if you can get 62 from Steph or get 39 and eight like they did last night against the Kings uh, and the Kings are kind of faltering after their hot start too you know they're they had a nice string of games here. But it still is – I don't know. I guess I, what I'm getting at is it's just cool to see Steph being – he's not going to win the MVP, but he's playing He's playing in that top tier of guys. He's playing amazing basketball and, like, shooting he's, lights out from Steph free Curry. and being Steph Curry, and that's cool. Like, it's just fun to see that again, especially a year after he wasn't even playing.
1: Yeah, I, I – the idea that the Warriors are going to be contenders, I, I find the Warriors very interesting this year. But at the same time, I'm not going to launch expectations that they just because Steph and Draymond are there. So we have to talk about them the same way we did in the context of the Warriors two years ago. But I also don't think it's fair to give them expectations like, oh, they should just be tanking this season. Um, they're in a predicament. I, I think it. I think they're fascinating from the standpoint of they have a star in Steph Curry. They're committed to who I think they owe it to him, their fans, and, and the ownership themselves have put this there too, is like they want to be as competitive as possible in this window with Steph, the end of Steph's prime here. And they should. And they absolutely should. And and how they do that, how they retool it, I, I think it's not going to be a light switch, especially given the circumstances, which I think you could really do this with most teams here, is like this first two weeks, you could look at it as a higher stakes extension of preseason games, really. Um, you could even take it in the context of how like college basketball sort of functions just from a, like I would not, I think anyone who's trying to like take anything from the first two weeks and lift it up as a real takeaway as far as, Oh, I was right, wrong, whatever. But I think a lot of it's just NBA Twitter that I'm reacting to more than just bas- the NBA world in general and who's looking at this. But Wait, um, so you're saying the Knicks aren't going well, to I don't know, Ultra. Are they? I mean, I do recall in a I am intrigued. Many months ago. This feels like through three years ago when they actually announced Tibbs being hired. I said to you and our good friend of the pod, uh, Will see I did say, you know Tibbs. I could not, would not be surprised if things broke the right way with the Knicks and Tibbs, like they could be the eighth seed. And I yeah, still stand by that. I'm not confident. I would not have put any money on that. But as far as a respect I have for Tibbs as a basketball coach, and the lack of talent outside of the top probably five teams in the East, um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'm not buying that just least yet, stable. but I will
0: say that Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett have both been really good. <laughs> I mean, uh, I know that efficiency-wise, R.J. Barrett he's hasn't not. been anything special, but he he's looked better, though. And from, uh, like, their entire offense runs through Julius Randle at this point, and he's been really good. Uh, so they – they're intriguing. I still think they're going to, the Knicks are going to run into problems because the East is actually deeper and a little bit better than what you think. Um, also side note, and we're, we're going to talk about injuries here in a little bit, but it looks like Markel Fultz went down with a non-contact knee injury tonight too. Uh, so that's not great. Um, and Buddy, would be really sad if that is, uh, if that is a serious injury. Um, I'm glad but,
1: contract.
0: you know, the Magic are sitting at 5-2. and two. We assume that they're going to be fighting for a playoff position in the East. The Knicks are 4-3, and three, sitting in the 5-seat, tied with uh, the Cavs and the Bucks and the Hawks right now. I, the Nets have kind of faltered. I don't know. The, I will say that the Knicks are, like, not – they're kind of fun to watch on League Pass now.
1: I, I, the only game you're not there, you're not there. I have watched highlights of the Knicks games. The only game I tuned in for any bit was the Knicks Hawks game. Um, because I saw I was like, oh, this is because I, I definitely feel like this early part is playing out in some ways to how I felt it could go. Um, just from the standpoint of you had a certain group of these teams who have not played for. You know, all the teams that were left out of the bubble have not played basketball in like nine months. So I I felt like a lot of those teams who had legitimate aspirations to improve, like the Knicks, the Hawks, the Bulls. I mean, the Hawks were in the bubble, but Knicks, Bulls, um, you know, a few of these teams, I thought they might have an advantage to take some of these early games just because I don't think the teams that were, went deep in the bubble, who were or consider themselves a serious contender, think they are ready to take the next step into the contention conversation, are really looking at these these first, I'll say 20 games as must-wins in, in scenarios and whatnot. I think they're trying to figure some stuff out just with their roster. And because of the shortened offseason too, Like I think they're just getting guys acclimated and they're just, there's not, they're not putting that pressure on them. And that gives teams like the Knicks, not saying they have their anything together, do not want to at all assume the Knicks have anything together, but I think it gives a team like that with a coach like Tibbs, um, you know, in those nights where maybe, you know, the Mavericks, for example, playing the Bulls uh, don't necessarily have their A stuff and are kind of just going through the motions it gives a team like that the advantage to yeah to take that steal that win. You as that team as a as a team trying to build something and get some momentum, take that win from that that team that is clearly better than you. That I think if you played them in March, you're not going to win that game if they're fighting for playoff seeding and really looking at it um, from that standpoint. So I I think that it seems like that. Now having said all that transition to a team like the the suns i put a little bit more weight in that start and maybe that's me um being loose with my analysis and and how i'm viewing some of this but like
0: you have to
1: i mean uh i'm kind of you know using the model whatever way i want to see fit but when i see the suns i mean make the argument ultra they have uh since in the last uh since March they've really only lost like one game of basketball <laughs> it, they've been good and chris, we we went into the season
0: I think you and I were on the same you and I agreed that chris Paul adding him to that team yeah. they were gonna be good and they they even though that they they got rid of Ubre, they still had wing talent
1: uh to deploy there and Aiton is good. Um, Aiden's good. I don't think, but I mean, Devin Booker to my standard has not been like crazy good for them yet either. And they're winning despite that.
0: No average, like career average numbers from him. Um, McCall Bridges seems to have taken a bit of a leap. Yeah. You know, he was, he's averaging 14 a game through seven games thus far. And he's shooting 46% from three. If he can be, a Duncan Robinson type player that has even more upside on the defensive end. That's, that's great. Like that is yeah. such a, a valuable piece for a team like that to have. So I, they, I still think that they could be the sixth seed in the West, you know, wouldn't surprise yeah. me one bit if, this, if that's what the Suns were this season and Chris Paul has been Chris Paul and you're going to get what you're going to get from Devin Booker. And I think that you're still going to get games where Devin Booker is just lighting it up from three. And carry them. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're there. You know, some of these teams are going to kind of work their way into it. You haven't seen a ton of like, like a lot of the league's best players thus far in the season. You know, we talked about how, you know, step obviously dropped 30 or 62 points, which is crazy and had a and had a follow-up game that was uh pretty i mean 39 and 8 is nothing to shake your head at but the league's best players and i think and i think this is a bit of a trend at the beginning of the season has we haven't seen that like explosion of of scoring or like we i was expecting luca to come out of the gate just like guns a blazing triple doubles every night we haven't seen that. It's been a bit of a slow start for Luka. Giannis is like slowly heating up. He's been yeah. better, but he wasn't coming out of the gate with anything crazy either. We haven't seen anyone really crazy except Jokic. Like Jokic has been. But they're, um, But
1: the Nuggets. But the yeah. Nuggets haven't
0: been good. <laughs> the Nuggets
1: have to I'm trying to work out a lot of stuff right now um, with how they're going to. Just
0: uh, you know what offensively helps, not a you problem. Know what help, you know what helps work through some problems? Playing the Timberwolves in the back to back.
1: That does. <laughs> kind of like the Bulls playing the those Wizards. Washington Wizards that yeah. really helped kick start their season. Um, that second game of the Washington, or the back-to-back against Washington, the second
0: game, I watched all of it, and I was like, "This is great." We had a little <laughs> personal stakes on it. Oh, we did, but I was just like, "Wow, this is an amazing game." It was like ended up being
1: like one thirty. Daniel Gafford's Daniel Gafford's got on this like two week run of like. There's legitimate like people at Bulls Twitter like, should he be starting over Wendell Carter now?
0: When can we extend him? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. When can
1: we give Daniel Gafford the the Supermax? Oh, man. Yeah, the Bulls good. No, but (laughs) they've, I mean, they, I mean, I didn't really want to, I wasn't planning to spend any time talking about the bull, but I've, the Billy Donovan. But since I asked. But since you asked, since you you were here now, um, you know, since we're in the, the, on the Senate floor, we might as well address a few things um like billy donovan like i mean having a professional coach like he's he's impressed me like more he's he's critical of these dudes and i think they're at like this point where i think i said this last episode but like my expectations of this was really like you've got a new front office you got a new head coach like the when you look at the kind of rolodex um or the pinwheel whatever you want to say of like who's accountable has to be accountable in this situation. Like it's at that stage in the franchise's cycle where it's, it's on the current guys. Like this front office, this coach has no, other than maybe Patrick Williams, like they don't have a stake in any, like they didn't draft you. They didn't bring you in there. They adopted this. So like you have to show your place and, and show that you fit into their grand plan. And um, I think they've done a very good job of pushing all of these guys uh, in the direction they want them to. And it's a matter of, will they respond or not? Um, I think Zach, and I I really want Zach Levine to be good for them and be like a part of it. And I think he's responded and like had bad games and then bounced back and like responded positively. Um, you know, it sucks. They've got like four dudes on COVID product on the safety, um, league safety protocols right now. So, like, Laurie, haven't seen whatever. So, like, a lot of my focus has been on, like, Kobe White. And I think this kind of – this year is going to prove out that Kobe White's probably not your point starting point guard. Not saying he can't be on your team, but he's not a true traditional point guard. Um, but, like, last night's game, for a perfect example, like, that's a game under Jim Boyle, and they just get – they lose by, like, 40 – and the game against the Mavericks, even like them holding out, winning that, like that's a game they would have blown a lead of and lost that game last year. So, um, I do like to see that they're just like breaking some tendencies. And it's, um, like if anything, I just gotta shout out Billy Donovan, um, for being like a just professional basketball coach that
0: and deciding to come coach your favorite team. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I would not, I would never have said. and I'm sure there's tons of examples of me being critical of Billy Donovan when he was at OKC in different standpoints. I know in some playoff things, I d- don't didn't agree with it, but for this team and, the, and stuff, and I think he's probably learned from that OKC experience and having different iterations. Um, it, I think he's he's done a very good job at this point of carving out a, a way to be developmentally focused while also being a players coach and like he's doing it with this team in particular, I think giving them a good push without like trying to burn down the village.
0: Should we talk about the Raptors a little bit?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think the thing I want to talk about most is just like how Ms. Pascal is and, and he's been bad. Is that he missed a game? Like they benched, they did not play him for like disciplinary. It's very, very strange to me. Um, and this is something I think I wanted to talk about it too, in part because I know we talked about it kind of in our preseason conversation around them is, is like they're sort of right now, at least, and, and they've got plenty of time and they've got pro dudes on that team that I think could respond and correct this. But the Tampa Bay Raptors are looking like this, how they're playing right now is sort of where I think a lot of us, including myself would have put them of my expectations of how they would have looked post championship last year um, of kind of this chip and dip and drop off. And now it's like, all right, when, when's the point in this where we have to say, yeah, it's time to pull the trigger and blow this up. Maybe.
0: Seen a lot of – so I want to talk about – I guess my piece on Toronto is it does start with – Tampa Bay, excuse me, Tampa Bay. My point with the Raptors, it it does start with him. Uh, Obviously, um, they've had some key losses in the offseason that certainly haven't helped this team. Uh, Serge Ibaka had an amazing year for them last year. And Marcus Gasol was hurt. So I don't want to overblow the loss of, of him and not having a guy like like him on their roster. But the fact is like you see dips in efficiency. And I think that part of this is luck, right? Like I think OG yeah. Ananobi and I think Kyle Lowry are going to shoot better from distance over the course of the season than they have to start the year.
1: And I don't think they've been the problem. Like I've liked Fred VanVleet, OG, Kyle oh. Lowry for the most, like even to start this part of it, like I haven't, the Pascal stuff is where I'm like, that was. Dude, he's he is a max player on this team.
0: Yeah, who has a PER of under 15 to start the year? He's not shooting well. He's not providing the playmaking they're expecting him to, to make. He's not stretching the floor all that well because he's not shooting. Like, it's it's been a problem. And so, yeah. it, like for any team, look at the Timberwolves. Uh, you know, I'm not going to spend much time on them today. But you use you lose one max player. And what happens? You get rolled. That's that is what happened at the beginning of the season. Uh, You lose Kawhi for a game. The Clippers had one of the worst losses. They had the worst loss in the history of the franchise. Um, The Timberwolves lose Cat and they get rolled by Washington. I mean, this is this is what happens. And so when you have Siakam. Not playing to his capability and he's been. You know, it's it's funny because I've always equated I've always like looked at him and Giannis in kind of a similar way, not in that uh, Pascal is like MVP Giannis level, but that every year Siakam got better in almost every statistical category. And so did Giannis. And this season has been rough. Did he get better last year? He averaged 23 points a game last year and it was 17 points a game the year before. So there's some point. I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not 100% with you, but continue with your point. Well, he, I'm looking at Basketball Reference right now. Like Siakam, seven, four, and three. What was his? To 17, 7, and five to twenty-three, seven, and six. He has gotten better in every statistical category every year since he's joined the league.
1: Yeah, I. I, well, I guess I. Not it. it sort of goes along with your like. I always compared Pascal and Bam as like two. Those were sure. And Bam's Bam's good. Bam has been on the sort somewhat of the Giannis trend more. I feel like than Pascal as far as improving year over year statistically, but also I think adding to his game. And I've never. I, I will not say like even. When Pascal was with Kawhi, I thought like he benefited a lot from playing with Kawhi. But once Kawhi, Kawhi left, I sort of saw him as someone that I was like, I need to really see this. I I don't I'm not just gonna take what he did in the playoffs and did there and like throw him money. Like when they gave him that extension, I get why they did it and and everything around the rationale, but in my mind, I don't know if I would have. I had not seen enough from him to be like, yeah, that is a cornerstone of that. This this current little segment of time, I can say that and, and feel good about it. Two months from now, I could sound like an idiot for yeah said that. I, well, I know what you mean, but I don't. Another team
0: would have offered him the max, right? So you, I don't. Right, I, don't exactly. I don't blame. I don't blame Toronto exactly. yeah. for for locking him down at that number, but. My point being that, or where I was going with this, is that Toronto and the Heat. I know the Heat have not had as negative of a start to the season as we've seen with the with the Raptors, but the Heat uh, currently sit at three and three. They have not been very good. Uh, no one on that team really, other than Drogic and my has really looked that great. Robinson has been his normal self. But Jimmy has been terrible to start the year. Jimmy is, I think, has, yet, has yet to make a three, is averaging just over 10 points a game, and has been, I think, dealing with some injuries, and it's just like not sitting right with them. But I have convinced myself that one of these two teams are going to deal for James Harden in the next few months. Of the Raptors or Heat? I think the Raptors or the Heat have the assets, yeah, And have the front offices and the the history would prove that these are the two front offices that could make a trade like that. And I think they kind of need it. I think you got two yeah. teams that have made, have won the NBA championship in the case of the Raptors have made it to the NBA finals in the case of the heat that are now sitting here. Like we need a jolt. We need another something to get us going and I think hard. I think they're going to talk themselves into Harden being that guy. And the Heat are going to be more challenged from an asset perspective. But if there's a guy that would you I tr- think could get it done, it's probably Pat Riley.
1: Yeah, i I like those. I like both those a lot, actually. I mean, I once James Harden added himself his the Heat to his list, it was more or less like, do the Heat want him or not? But like, well, they're da- they're saying they don't. Um, I don't know why they would. I think they should try. If this Heat culture is really a thing, like let's put it, let's sh- talk about ultimate win for Heat culture. It's getting winning with James Harden. Well, and don't him and
0: Jimmy complement each other well? I've, yeah. I've, you know, they talked about this quite a bit on the low post that came out last week. Um, it just it makes a lot of sense to me. Like yeah. I think if there's a place that could revamp. Harden, it's going to come down to what the hell Harden wants to do, right? Like, if Harden wants to – if Harden just wants to, like, get 38-8 and a night and do whatever he wants to do and have the ball in his hands 24-7. Yeah. Fine. That's not going to happen in Miami. But if he wants to win a championship, he could do it in Miami. I think that that gives him the best chance to make it happen.
1: Would you, if you were the Raptors, to try to – I don't know what the, but like, would you try to move Pascal for Harden with like as a part of the package? Like, is do you think in a scenario of the Raptors are going to the Rockets, do you think Pascal at this t- moment of time is like untouchable in those conversations? Or do you think no, there's, he wouldn't there's, be for me. Yeah. Okay. I, like, yeah, I, I would, either. I would rather give him up than Van Fleet. Oh, I don't think Fred Van Vliet. I think Fred Van Vliet would be untouchable to the Raptors. I think
0: Fred Van Vliet is – lo- he's amazing.
1: I, well, love I him. just think – He's
0: so good. Yeah. Well, I just I, think I if just,
1: you're – I think if you're bringing in James Harden, he's a very nice complimentary player to James Harden.
0: Yeah, I'm just like point guard of the future, Fred Van Vliet's my guy.
1: Like – A lot to fit on a business card. There's a lot of letters on that, <laughs> yeah. that business card. I just, oh man!
0: So, quick side story: Drake basketball, who undefeated Drake basketball, I the might undefeated add. Drake basketball.
1: ESPN2 too. Uh, this Sunday against Loyola, tune in.
0: It's just a, it's so funny to to think back on seeing them play Wichita State and when they had Clay Anthony early and course, yeah. and what's his nuts to play for the Knicks, Ron Baker. Uh, Thank you, Ron Baker, and then Fred Van Fleet. Yeah. And uh, we're seeing Dougie
1: Buckets in the Creighton Blue Jays.
0: Yeah, low key, uh, a, a very fun time to be watching Drake Bulldogs basketball. Not as fun. Missouri as bad, Valley but... was
1: popping every way except for Drake basketball. But yeah. now, COVID season, those Bulldogs, be ready. Right when we couldn't go see a game. Yeah, that's, that's how Bastard. Drake basketball works. We're going to go undefeated. You can't see him live. Watch out! I think they beat Loyola. I think they beat Loyola on Sunday. I think they're they've got to be in the conversation for top twenty five after that. Next they should bowl. they
0: they should be a top twenty five team. Fourteen
1: to okay. zero. I mean, fine. Anyway, me, find me a yeah, reason to I say
0: no. I don't. I
1: think that fuck
0: around and find out. I think Siakam as the basis of a trade makes. A lot of sense yeah. um i i think that that team is could still potentially be a championship caliber if you try to make a trade like that yeah uh we'll see though um either way i do think the raptors and the heat are going to be fine but jimmy to me is more of a question mark than siakam uh at this stage so w- something to keep an eye on i guess uh, let's talk about, so I alluded to injuries a little bit earlier. Um, this is more of just like a, Oh, this sucks than anything, but it has seriously influenced the league up to this point of the season. John Morant significantly sprained his ankle yeah, to start the that. season. He's been out. Memphis has been tough. Uh, Kevin Love has been out for Cleveland. They've actually been surprisingly good because of sex land. And especially the the sex aspect of that being better than what we expected going into this season. Cat dislocated his wrist uh, that he broke last season and has just completely tanked. The Timberwolves start to the year. They've been terrible since then, despite them showing some signs of life last night against the Nuggets, but in general have been pretty brutal. Dinwiddie torn ACL for the Nets. They've been sliding since their hot start to the year. Um which is quite surprising uh I thought that they would be able to kind of I would have expected them to be it's weird to me that they're even I just feel like their defense has been really shaky and maybe their rotations are a little out of whack I think there's a lot of shaky defenses out
1: there right now <laughs>
0: um TJ Warren and Zach Collins kind of round out some of the major injuries we've seen this far I just alluded to false we don't know what's going on there uh but yeah it's been tough and. I'll tell you what the Blazers could kind of use a guy like Zach Collins right now because Nurk has just just kind of looked off to start the year. He hasn't been yeah. off to a very good start, uh, and
1: I know that they have. Um, well, there's cancer, but still, there is uh, reports that from the Athletic, I guess at least that uh, Damian Lillard's advocating with the Trailblazers try to go get da- go get uh, Draymond from the Warriors. Why? I, I don't hate i mean i think draymond there like there's always been the uh kevin love that kevin love to the trailblazers fit sort of trade i feel like it's been looming out there since lebron left and Love stayed of like one thing but yeah I but think i think mean, I, draymond would definitely work great with cj i mean he's basically doing that he just gets to you know, copy paste what he was doing. If they use if he there, he's allowed to have the same role they did with Stephen Clay. I mean, it's a, sort of the same deal. What do you want in return if you're Golden State? I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's likely. I'm just saying this is what this is what's being said. Mm-hmm. This is what the uh, now you got. I'm just I mean. I'm just the messenger. Now you got me pulling up the trade machine, and seeing what we can work out. Here. Yeah. I, I don't, probably be some yeah a Zach Collins bag uh some other combo stuff um I would I not know. want to I would not touch Zach
0: Collins with the 20-foot pole at this stage I feel I feel bad for Zach Collins
1: because you probably good. want Co-
0: you probably want Covington they'd have to give up Covington yeah, in that deal probably mm, I don't know is Gary Trent Jr.
1: Jr. on the table probably I mean, there's probably a few. I'd be what the Warriors want. I mean, given Draymond like that thing, it's kind of just like you're moving on. If depending on where this thing goes, like at, by the trade deadline, the Warriors want out of that, and there's someone that's in the Draymond buying market. I mean, you might just take whatever you get. Broco
0: Zach Collins cancer for Draymond Green. It works. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, I I don't. They can make that work. I don't know if uh, I'm not. I I just kind of I don't see Draymond getting traded. I just don't
1: see that. No, I I, I feel use, like using a trade unless Steph says yeah, it's fine to trade him. But it's not gonna happen. I, think I just they, thought it was interesting. I want to
0: see one more
1: season of Clay, Draymond, and Steph playing basketball together. That's oh, what my bet. My bet would be you're not gonna see that. Uh, so I think the chances sad. of you never seeing that again is higher than you actually seeing that those three together again, unless it's in some sort of all-star uh, pro-am type thing in like five years, <laughs> maybe in the big three, <laughs> big three. Big three. Like, yeah, 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 baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. They would be um, incredible. <laughs>
0: yeah. Jesus. So Sign me up. I would
1: fu- get in like a fight every other game in the big, I don't think Draymond personality would would translate for the big three too intimate of a space no not at all all right let's um let's talk about master p trying to
0: buy reebok really
1: yeah i it seems like a legitimate you know he's trying to put something together i just think uh having like kind of the first like ostensibly yeah for all intents and purposes if it depending on who's all part of the ownership group who would invest in and purchase it from it'd it be first black owned uh, shoe brand, and a lot of things he said not, And He wants to basically then offshoot and make an Iverson brand with Reebok, uh, similar to the Jordan brand with Nike, and, and now, of course, the Steph Curry brand with Under Armour. Um, I just thought it was really cool, like just interesting, and like not something I saw. Um <laughs> when I saw it I mean it's it's a little bit of an older story now but I just found it fascinating and I really uh w- I'm not going to lie I'm, I'm rooting for them to hopefully be able to make that happen I think it'd be cool
0: Um I'm not sure I'm man maybe I shouldn't bring this up unless I can find uh, the story that I saw but it just reminds me I saw a tweet where someone was saying that Kobe was going to start his own shoe brand.
1: Oh yeah. 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 There is the report that he was planning to. Um, yeah. In December there was there. They said there was a source said it that last. That his, December. his
0: contract was coming to an end with Nike and that he wasn't happy with how things were going and he wanted to start something on his own. And it just made me sad again uh, over that whole thing because while I will say that the Kobe One with Adidas was not his best work, um, Kobe
1: left a pretty like those code. The Kobe Grinches were. Uh, I tried to get on. I did too. I, did. I was really sneakers so.
0: app. What are you doing to me, we baby? Did do it again. <laughs> did do it to us again. One time you've thrown me a bone on this. The one man. time they had to be the Grinch.
1: They're always the Grinch.
0: Yeah, damn man. Yeah.
1: Vanessa, Bryan thinking, out, it, Vanessa Bryant Vanessa Brian putting out like false hope too saying like I know Kobe would have wanted more people to have like we're gonna try to find a way to like I was like please Vanessa be our be the angel that we all need
0: and I saw I saw a really cool video on Twitter today of uh of a girl you know must have been in like middle school and unwrapping a present on Christmas Day. And it, it was a box of vans, and so she was just like pretty it was a Vans box. And so she was like, pretty, like, you know, like, oh, just like some sneakers. And she opened it up and it was the Bruce Lee Kobe's. Oh, uh, that's cool. And it was just like, oh, man, that's so cool. But those are like, yeah, there have been some uh, fucking fire Kobe's that have come out over the last few weeks, I fear, the last few months. Yeah. And um, the Grinch is I was,
1: oh, I was like, oh, please, maybe. Yeah. Those and then he nice. was wearing them on Christmas. And I was just like, <laughs> just it. just sitting there like i just, <laughs> just so i'm so like more and more in some of this i'm like i'm mad that i'm not in the nba not for the millions it's just the idea of the access of being like i could get every one of these like i don't even need an NBA player what achievement do i have to have that i could just get access to any of these shoes when they come out like no i'm guaranteed to get the pair if I just you can have that it if you
0: could have the superpower of being invisible or being able to have access to any sneaker you wanted the sneaker.
1: Cause I don't want to not be seen in those sneakers. Once I get them. Yeah. I be, <laughs> it's the exact opposite of being invisible, baby. You Draw attention every time. I know I said this to you odds,
0: but, uh, and I know that most listeners are not going to get a, a Christmas card from PJ, but concords in in the christmas card was a nice move in 2020
1: i those made i didn't wear them and then i kept as i was getting ready before we did it i kept looking at them and looking at them and i was like (laughs) what was what were your other options i was gonna wear like uh kind of just like casual sort of you're gonna
0: throw on like some chukka boots or some shit like that yeah 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 yeah.
1: like more of a poly and I was like,
0: then you looked at Rusty in the corner and gave him a nod, and you're well, like, well, no, I put him right, on, baby. and
1: then I I put him on, and then I asked, uh, I asked you, I was like, these, you look good, the <laughs> I because I looked, I was like, I think this works, this looks good, I was like, I think this. <laughs> And she was she was fine with it. She gave she was fine with it. And I was like, I I'm damn. But it was a little muddy. The only thing I was say gave the, the shoot. It was a little muddy. Did that scene? I was like, I was being Ooh. very careful with my steps. And I was just like, oh, let's make let's make this let's make the appearance happen with them in the photo. Let's get you home safe too. <laughs> we don't need taking any more 2020 L's 20 than we've already taken we need you no no no, no 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 no. bring the boys home safe and i appreciate the uh i appreciate that you recognize them and and sent that appreciation to me oh yeah
0: right away dude i was just like ah oh.
1: thank you this is great it was, it was right. a little yeah under there for all, all, all you you appreciate real ones you, appreciate it. In all you sneaker
0: heads out there, yeah.
1: All you sneak oh real ones, real ones can appreciate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, PH. Uh, I I don't have anything else, man. All I, I gotta say is uh, I'm excited to
1: see Biden get inducted. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, here, here. <laughs> James Harden get traded or before trump out of office find out i
0: i don't know harden is playing tonight yeah um i thought that ankle injury last...
1: might, i thought that ankle injury might have been oh moral. i thought that i was Mind like up. oh he's
0: getting <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I I was like yeah it's like all right well saw his last game as a rocket i guess anyway uh thank you everyone for listening um we'll talk to all of
1: you next week Please. It's the thrill of one more kill The last one to find We'll never sacrifice their will We'll never look back On the world closing in Beyond the